else. Welcome to the word Tetris. I yeah. swear this isn't the second time I'm doing an intro and Laura just ripped me no. a new one for my... Yeah, no, not... it's you, this, Everything's perfect. <laughs> nothing I, nothing is being You're redone. very sensitive if you felt that was ripping you a new one, by the way. No, no, no. It's <laughs> Hello, welcome. And, uh, welcome. Are you saying welcome nice to, to my be show? Here. Are you yeah. welcoming the guests? I'm welcoming every, everyone listening. I'm just a welcoming presence. You're in my world. You didn't know that? But we're in my apartment. Still my world. <laughs> I, cr- I manifested all this. What? Let's get weird. Are you saying that I am a manifestation of your mind? You're just a little character in my reality. Are you meditating right now? And Maybe. And this is one of the thoughts that are passing through. You, you have to see all the matrixes to get it. You have to see all three of them. <laughs> what about the animated one? Oh, when- gosh. Now I, now I might not know something. <laughs> Laura House, it's at, so it's actually funny that you're here. So okay, okay. So hold on, that's before, good. Before we before I explain why, little paperwork. Uh, go to Patreon. If you're listening for free, you're gonna get the first twenty minutes of this episode for free on your iTunes, your TuneIn, your uh, Google Play, whatever wherever you listen to podcasts, you get the first twenty minutes for Soak free. Soak it up. Go to patreoncom tetris. Give a dollar an episode, you'll get the full hour of Lar House. Oh man, <laughs> I, I want that. Do I get some kind of discount? You can get the discount. I'll get it for seventy cents. <laughs> um, you get the full hour, and if you uh, give three dollars an episode, to, you'll be able to tune in tomorrow and get a bonus episode mm. of Lar House. And you know you want a bonus Lar. Dang, you guys, <laughs> that's a deal. I've been writing for TV for uh, over ten years. I've sold five shows starred in one, and have written on Emmy-winning shows and BAFTA-winning shows. So I'm worth a GD dollar. <laughs> heads up. A GD dollar? Yeah, a dollar. Well, I don't want to say the the word GD. Oh, okay. I just use the letters. I was like, is that, are you referring to, to the GDP or something when you no, said that? No, like, it's, a, it's a dirty, <laughs> cursy word. And then I was like, that falls harsh on people's ears. <laughs> But I wanted emphasis, but I didn't want to say the word. Oh, so that was you, a choice. Oh, you. That's my word, Tetris. <laughs> That's how I come in strong with it. Oh, you silly Southerner. <laughs> <laughs> I get, but it falls harsh on some ears, and they don't want to hear it. I mean, they shouldn't have listened. They shouldn't the listen to curse. the other. They shouldn't listen to the other ten episodes. Listen, that, that's well, the big curse. GD is the big a one. Bi- it's a big curse. Because I'm, I it's had, a big curse that like it just doesn't land well on the ears. I had this, I had as opposed to fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like that's just a fun word right. to say. I had an experience where I did a podcast a few many years ago, and like it, it was a podcast syndicated to radio. So the guy was like, "You can't say God. Oh, mm-hmm. you can say damn, you can say damn it, but mm-hmm. you cannot say sure those two yeah. words together." Yeah, and I was like. Oh, because and then he said I had to because then I did it a second time. He said I had to bleep you so many times the first time. I'm like, why? I didn't curse. He goes, you said it. You said God like five times. I'm like, oh, oh. you're you're a religious dude. <laughs> and why is he trying to put a cork, cork on your your hallelujah spirit? So, Lord House, we're at the we're at the end of the year. And end of the year. It is the end. Of, it's not. Nobody's look, making money for another two months. Yeah, if you don't have a job by now, you're not getting one, <laughs> dear writers. Yeah. Look. Look. It's hang on till March. Go move home with your parents till March. <laughs> look. It's, it, look. It's not October right now, and it's not 100 degrees outside at the end of October. <laughs> that's not a thing. That's, there's not a fire in 
pillow red where i rancho. wow are you a newscaster i don't know <laughs> you guys there's a fire in the, nah, you know where it is <laughs> so look this is the end of the first run of vortex it's been a blast but there is something apropos about laura house being the uh the season run season whatever everyone calls capper the end of the year capper because when i started this show because when i join things they're over <laughs> what oh no <laughs> That's a terrible. I'm basically the I'm the Grim Reaper of all things. So, um, except people, but otherwise things. So, um, no, it's good. I came here to kill it. <laughs> you are not Charlie Clausen. You can't kill things. Oh, is that he? That's like his thing, Charlie Clausen. Who everyone is like, who's that? You'll figure it out. Charlie would Charlie's thing. Charlie, who's that? Sick oh, does he? Is he the guy? He's that guy from the eighties. He's the Ted McGinley. Yes, he's the Ted McGinley of McGinley of Australia. Got it. Got it. He, he, he comes was, in right at the end when they're like, yeah. we don't know what to do. Ah, what's over anyway? <laughs> somehow he did. He somehow, still gets paid. Somehow he didn't kill Home and Away, Australia's like longest running soap opera. He went oh, on that okay. for like five years and didn't kill it. Oh, so wow. now that show is clearly immortal. Wow, yeah. It's a Highlander. <laughs> anyway, That's so, so but it's so funny you're here because when we, I did the first episode of this and I was talking with John Rogers, the guest, uh, we, we ended up going deep into the idea of how to achieve happiness. Oh really? In the pro- yeah, in the in the. Oh, this is a show about rewriting. rewriting. It is a but she, oh, basically happiness. because when you're going, you. Sh- I'm go- an expert, you guys. You are. I'll, you know, I will explain why in a second. But young writers have this issue where they toil over it over and oh. over again, oh, and wow. they, they can't. Yeah. And trying to find the just acceptance of like, okay, it's time to stop. Mm. It's time to put it down. Yeah. And figure out what its goal is. And the so Laura's thing is is she uh, she teaches meditation and she has an amazing podcast called Will You Met With Me that I've actually done three times. Uh, <laughs> wow! Which way, mo- way to throw yourself in? Which makes that. one no, which is. makes one wonder if uh, he's my most honored guest. <laughs> well, there was just so much growth and change. It's beautiful. Yeah. So. It's funny you're here because I mean, if there's any, if there, I can't think of a better way to sort of bookend this first run Great. of episodes than just gonna zen it up, zen, getting zen about rewriting. Yeah. And so let's, let's. Well, there and there are books about I don't I can't name of any right, but I've seen you know like where people do associate zen with writing and mm-hmm. the, and it is a going inside. I mean, it does make sense that mm-hmm. there's that there's a lot of. Um, the, in the Venn diagram of those two things, there there's a lot of crossover. And so when you uh, you recently sold the show to... I sold a show to Nickelodeon right. and you, yeah, in the you past just, year. You just recently delivered the script. Well, yes. Yeah. We, we delivered a script. Uh, and here's some... Re- so I, I don't know what information you've Take given it. people no, on this. Go. But just go. When you sell a TV show, it's, first of all, great work if you can get it. <laughs> I really recommend. And in some instances, it's been easier for me to sell a show than to get hired to write on a show. Mm-hmm. Like, here's, is it weird to say, let's just say, for example, here's $80,000, go write your idea. Right. Versus, hey, you're just going to be one on a staff of people for a show that's really not your voice or mm-hmm. whatever. It's been easier to get the 80 grand than the other you, thing I'm guessing, on occasion. I'm guessing you are a better seller. Than perhaps Stafford, it sounds like. No, I don't know that that's true. I'm just saying, as far as getting jobs, you've had an easier time selling. 
Well, not even all the time. I'm just saying like sometimes that like I'm more like I'm less like saying I'm not good at something right. and more saying, but thanks for that. And mo- I'm more saying, <laughs> isn't that weird that mm-hmm. it would be it seems impossible to sell a TV show. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird that sometimes that's easier? Yeah, um, that has been my experience. Okay. And then I've also gone on pitches with like I'm sitting next to Jerry Stahl and I turned <laughs> one of his insane books called like Tiny Mutant. Baby pills or something. I, Don't I make can't me think look of, it up. I'm going to look up tiny no, no, mutant it, baby it's pills. Because it, it's not tiny, but it's a mutant baby and pills are in the... So it's a crazy thing that he did. Yeah, I'm, look it up. I'm looking it up. Um, And I was like, I have an idea how this could be a comedy. And we went... We pitched. I'm with Jerry Stahl, Permanent Midnight, and we're so weird together. Happy and Mutant Baby Pills. Happy Mutant, Happy Mutant Baby Pills. I knew Happy was in there. Anyway, Happy Mutant Baby Pills. And uh, I was like, I have an idea for it to be a comedy. He was like, that's amazing. We we go to, first we go to Red Hour, and they're like, great. And they're like, they go to Legendary, and they're like, great, we're on board. And you're and you're running, you know, like Rocky. Like, you're just running. We're like, we got this idea now. People are running with you. Now Legendary mm-hmm. is running. And now... Us, Red Hour, Legendary, and we're going to Netflix, and we're going to Showtime, we're going to Amazon, all the things, all the things. And they all, the people who don't even usually show up to those meetings are coming because I'm sitting with Jerry Stahl. Nobody bought it. (laughs) Nobody bought it. Nobody bought it. They just wanted to meet Jerry Stahl. I think they wanted, <laughs> they just to, wanted to, to some Jerry degree, they wanted to meet Jerry Stahl. But it was a great idea, right. and someone will do it. And all the great ideas, like, all the great ideas that were had three years ago mm-hmm. are somebody's doing them now. Mm-hmm. Like, every, so many times the idea is ahead of your time. But so, this past, <laughs> this as I sold the show to Nickelodeon, this is what happened. I walked in uh, with my friend Anthony. Mm-hmm. Now, my friend, who's a writer, it's not just, I just bring a friend. Um, <laughs> He's here for support. Yeah, don't, don't do that. That's weird. Anyway, my mom went to check this out. She's never been on the Paramount lot. So I go in with my friend, um, Anthony. Right. And um, we we have had an idea for years. And uh, um, uh, basically, some I'm not going to say it. Anyway, we've had an idea for a kid's show for years. And he was working at the BBC on a show he made called The Secret Life of Boys, which mm-hmm. is great if you ever get to see it. And it won a BAFTA. And um, so he had been working on that. He had been working on Thundermans. He was like, why don't we go pitch that idea we had? And so we pitched it to BBC, and and they may still be thinking about it. Things go kind of slow <laughs> over there. And then um, so we go into Nickelodeon. And it's just a pleasant, greedy, wonderful thing. They right. love Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, they like me, but they loved it. It was, it was like he was, <laughs> I was meeting his family or yes. something. It was like crazy. And so, um, even though they knew me. So we go in and we have this idea and we go, here's this idea and these kids thing. And it's, you know, they kind of run a toy company and it's this thing. And they, she goes, great. I love that idea. Of course, we have characters and there's details I'm not saying. Um, it's just a toy store. It's literally just a show in a it's, toy store. That's it's all it we is. thought. There's what no if characters. toys? What if toys come alive when you're not looking? Oh, what? No, that was done. Um, <laughs> I have another. I have a movie idea about. There's a bomb on a bus, okay. and you can't go under <laughs> fifty five. Oh. And anyway, oh. no, that was done. that was done. No, so we had this idea. Um, kid, to, and they go, what? What about not a toy? Maybe something with pets. Okay. And we go. 
Yes. That's what you say in a pitch meeting, first of all. When they go, what about this? You go, that sounds great. Because what they're doing is they're going, I would never buy the thing you just said. Right. But I just had a meeting and they said, we need something with pets. And they're helping you. <laughs> that is what they're doing. If they care. If they don't care to work with you, they're just going to go, great, thanks. Mm -hmm. And then leave and they, you leave and they're just not interested. Mm -hmm. But if they ever say like, okay, okay, I see. What about this? They're helping you. And the best thing you can do is to go, that that sounds right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless you want to be the other kind of person, which I think of as a poor person, who goes, <laughs> no, that's not my idea. No. And uh, I don't recommend, that's not the way I like to go. I, I like to go, oh, sounds like you're trying to help me and give me some money. I'm in. So it was- It's it was so clinical for you. Toy it, it's just normal. Right. It's just, just a normal. So it's a, a toy thing and then it's pets. And then she said, can you write a thing? We wrote a paragraph and I forgot all about it because Jerry Stahl, because, <laughs> because, Jerry Stahl. because there was another year that I, I, I pitched, I'm sitting next to Katie Seagal. <laughs> and, and it's this great, it's a, it's a script I wrote, how to hate yourself. It is. Uh, it was chosen by We for She as like we love. We Wait, the sh your stage show is based on a script you wrote. No, it's my stage show is a is a different thing. But I took a a notion of that and I wrote a script. Oh, I want to read that script. Thank you. <laughs> I will send it to you. It's great. And you know what? In three years, there will be something like it on TV. <laughs> there will be. I've seen it my whole career where you go, what about this and that and that? And people go, oh, that's insane. And then it shows up in three years because it's timing. It's just the timing right. of the thing. And so anyway, the um, uh, so I there was also a show with Katie Seagal. And I'm sitting next to Katie Seagal in the Showtime meeting, in the HBO, in all the meetings. And Bravo, Bravo passed. <laughs> And Bravo passed. Now here's the thing. Here's my question: Does Katie Seagal walk around with like a picture of Kurt Sutter just to be intimidating? She doesn't need a picture of Kurt Sutter <laughs> to be intimidating. You've clearly never been within a hundred feet of Katie Seagal. No, she is bonkers. Like, and I don't mean I mean like there is a vibe of like. Oh, like, I love you. I'm afraid of you. I want to wrestle you. Oh, my God. Like, she's, like, cool. Like, she's, without saying anything, without, look. like, we walked out of, we had pitched, you know, you go to Disney to pitch to ABC. So it's not like we're pitching to Disney Junior or whatever. But right. it's not a show that can be on Showtime or Disney Junior. Anyway, but we. That'd be a heck of a premise, though. That'd be, a, listen, this is literally for everyone. Um, no, no, she's, she's. I don't throw the word fierce around because I think I'm too old to say it, but she's, it is, there is a fierceness to her that is, <laughs> it's just beautiful. And she's just cool and relaxed. Right. Like she doesn't, she's not like shooting it around all over the place. Right. We walked out of Disney and this guy, so we're walking out and, and a guy's kind of saying like a, like, how do I say this? When you can tell that a guy is just real, like insanely hot, even though he's just wearing a t-shirt and jeans, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> But, but you, like, you just walk, it's just a gray t-shirt and jeans, but you're like, something about, like, there's steam coming off, it's just something insane. And he looked at her with, like, not not predatory at all, but just, like, appreciative. Mm -hmm. Like, he looked, and there was a vibe, and she just, she was, like, didn't even notice anything. That guy was Mark Wahlberg, mm. and... 
And me and the other, the producer that were with her were like, <laughs> did you see that look from Mark Wahlberg? And like, she was like, oh, what? What are you talking? No, I don't think that was to me. And I was like, well, it wasn't to me. <laughs> like it was. So yeah, this is, and then she Look, maybe Mark Wahlberg is really interested in some meditation. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. No, you know what? Who am I to say it wasn't to me? Right. No, it wasn't to me. It was, it was a, you could have drawn It was a laser focus. Yeah, you, you were like, that guy right. looked at this thing. No. And I'm sure it was also partly not like, a, again, he seems happily married and she's certainly known to be happily married. I don't think it was like a predatory right. thing. Again, I think it, it was, was just like, like, damn. Yeah. Or like, oh my God, that's Katie Seagal. Right. Wow. You know, like she just has a bit. That woman has three iconic roles in her career. And, and then and imagine uh, that. Yes, and even not iconic stuff, great stuff. And you know what she really is? Is a singer. Oh, really? She sang. Uh, she was on tour with Bob Dylan. Mm. She uh, with Bette Midler. She left home at like fifteen, and she sang. And when she sings, I mean, you're just you're right. Fuck face falls off. So it's unbelievable. Getting back from the case podcast. <laughs> coming, the what? Coming back from the, the case. case. Oh, come on. But I'm also talking about pitching. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Is but I'm sitting with Jerry Stahl, can't sell it. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with Katie Seagal, mm-hmm. can't sell it. And then I'm sitting with Anthony, <laughs> who you haven't heard of, and right. Mark Wahlberg hasn't hasn't I fucked. <laughs> and <laughs> as far as I know, I mean maybe. And we go into Nickelodeon. Greet, greet, greet. Hello, this is nice. We tell them our thing. And, and um, hey, maybe not toys, maybe pets. Okay, I write a paragraph. We we get it to them. And I forget about it because of right. the other instances, which is what I was trying to say is like, right, right, you just right. pitch and forget. Right. You can't, you can't, you don't, you can't you wonder can't, if it's going to happen. You can't obsess over you, this, this, all of it's this. It's too easy to get guns. So you cannot think about it. You cannot think about it. You just and it's part of being happy is right. Is the is the is the I couldn't stale so is the goodbye. Salt. Yeah. It's <laughs> it can be very frustrating. So uh and basically I two weeks later I got an email at ten o'clock of Friday night. Said, Hey, I sold your show. From your agent? No, from the executive at Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. Hey, I sold your show. Just a just rent. Just hey, I just want to let you know. I know the weekends. She said, "I'm sorry for the late email, but I wanted to let you know before the weekend. Like I sold your show. Oh, okay. so congratulations. And uh, and I wanted to write back so bad. Do not ever email me after ten o'clock. <laughs> How dare you? An I mean, email. It's ten o'clock at night. Decent people are not emailing at this time. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you joke, but, but I, I didn't know her what, well enough. You mean you joke? Okay, so. You you let's talk about forgetting it and letting go for a minute, because okay. that is a thing that even I would argue I even I now still struggle with, which is sure. this concept of just accepting that it's time to put it down, even if it's just temporary. Like okay, like when you're when you're in when you're in the shit on a script sure. and you are at a place where it's like you let's see you're at a place where like you, let's say you're writing a spec you don't have a deadline, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Self-imposed deadlines are uh yeah, really important. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, how do you <laughs> cuz I'll tell you this, any script you can finish in 2 weeks right. or 2 years. <laughs> there's just there's no question. There's no question. All right, no, let's let's so you need you need, you give yourself self-imposed deadlines. Oh, yeah. I am super embarrassed uh-huh. to tell you this, but I'll tell you because maybe it'll help someone. Mhm. 
I fake pay myself when I write. <laughs> what? I fake pay myself. <laughs> Explain. Because I love money, right. even if it's only a concept. And for the most part, <laughs> money is just a concept. Like, right. it's just- to hear the rest of this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash word tetris.